0: Chapter 15. When we left off, Timothy had reassured Philip that they were ready, ready for this tempest, this hurricane storm to hit. At sunset, with the air heavy and hot, Timothy described the sky to me. He said it was flaming red and that there were thin veils of high clouds. It was so still over our cave that we could hear nothing but the rustling of the lizards. So boys and girls, when you think of that, that's where we get that saying, the calm before the storm. Sometimes before storms come up, it's almost as if the weather becomes very still and everything is very quiet and almost eerie in a certain way. Just before dark, Timothy said, Don't be long now, Philippe. We felt a light breeze that began to ripple the smooth sea. Timothy said that he saw an arc of very black clouds to the west. They looked as though they were beginning to join the higher clouds. I gathered Stukat close to me as we waited, feeling the warm breeze against my face. Now and then there were gusts of wind that rattled the palm fronds, shaking the little hut. It was well after dark when the first drops of rain sputtered and spattered on the hut. And with them, the wind turned cool. When it gusted, the rain hit the hut like handfuls of gravel. Then the wind began to blow steadily and Timothy went out of the hut to look up at the sky. He shouted, They're boiling over now, Philippe. "'Tis a hurricane to be sure." We could hear the surf beginning to crash as the wind drove waves before it, and Timothy ducked back inside to stand in the opening of the hut. His big body stretched so that he could hang onto the overhead frame, keeping the hut as tall as possible. I felt movement around my legs and feet. Things were slithering. I screamed to Timothy, who shouted back, Be nothing! Be nothing but de lizard! comin' to the high ground! Rain was now slashing into the hut, and the wind was reaching a steady howl. The crash of the surf sounded closer. I wondered if it was already beginning to push up toward our hill. The rain was icy, and I was wet, head to foot. I was shivering. But more from the thought of the sea rolling over us than from the sudden cold. In a moment, there was a splintering sound and Timothy dropped down beside me, covering my body with his. Our hut had blown away. He shouted, Philippe, put your head down. I rolled over on my stomach, but my cheek rested against the wet sand. Cat burrowed down between us. There was no sound now except the roar of the storm. Even the sound of the wind was being beaten down by the wildness of the sea. The rain was hitting back like thousands of hard berries blown from air guns. Once something solid hit us and then rolled on. Sea grape, Timothy shouted. It was being torn up by the roots and flown through the sky. We stayed flat on the ground for almost two hours, taking the storm's punishment, barely able to breathe in the driving rain. Then Timothy shouted hoarsely, "To the palm! To the palm!" The sea was beginning to reach for our hilltop, climbing the forty feet with raging whitecaps. Timothy dragged me toward the palm. I hold, I held Stu Cat against my chest. I didn't want to lose him. Standing with his back to the storm, Timothy put my arms through the hoops of the rope and then roped himself behind me to the tree. Soon I felt water around my ankles. Then it washed to my knees. It would go back and then crash against us again. Timothy was taking the full blows of the storm, sheltering me with his body. When the water receded, it would tug at us and Timothy's strength would fight against it. I could feel the steel in his arms as the water tried to suck us away. Even in front of him, crushed against the trunk of the palm, I could feel the rain, which was now jabbing into me like the punches of a nail. It was not falling toward earth, but being driven straight ahead by the wind. So, We think of this rain as kind of being that sideways rain that when it hits your body, it almost hurts. And Timothy is trying very hard to protect Philip from the storm. We must have been against the palm for almost an hour when suddenly the wind died down and the rain became gentle. Timothy panted, The eye, the eye of the storm, we can relax a bit to the other side of the tempest hit us. So if you remember, boys and girls, we've learned this year that the eye of the storm is the center of the storm, and it's actually the calmest part. Are you all right? I asked. He replied hoarsely. I be damp, but I be all right. Yet I heard him making small noises as if it were painful to move, as we stood back from the palm trunk. We sat down on the ground beside it, still being pelted with rain, to wait for the eye to pass. Water several inches deep swirled around us, but was not tugging at us. It was strange and eerie in the eye of the hurricane. I knew we were surrounded on all sides by violent winds, but the little K was calm and quiet. I reached over for Timothy. He was cradling his head in his arms, still making those small noises as if he were a hurt animal. In 20 or 30 minutes, the wind picked up sharply and Timothy said that we must stand against the palm again. Almost within seconds, the full fury of the storm hit the K once more and Timothy pressed me tightly against the rough bark. It was even worse this time, but I do not remember anything that happened. We had been there a while when a wave that must have reached halfway up the palms crashed against us. The water went way over my head. I choked and I struggled and then another giant wave struck us. I lost consciousness then. Timothy Tidd did too, I think. I know that's a terrible place to stop, but I am gonna stop there. And next week when we pick up where we left off, we'll find out what happens next. I hope you enjoyed listening today and I hope you are all keeping up with your own reading and maybe even reading out loud and recording yourself because it's always fun to be able to read and feel like you have an audience and listen back to what you sound like as you read.